Year. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Podcast, episode 120. It's your boy, Chelo, Xavier, human ever. To my right, my co-host, Mr. The Fridge. You heard? I like this. You like that one, I like that. It's a little different this time. I like that. I kind of jumped the gun because I introduced you. No, 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 no. no. That's fine. I do it to you all the time. And to my left, to my left, I am, it's an honor to have over at the Year Podcast, Mr. AEW Superstar, Santana. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) What's up, bro? How much did you pay him to make to do that? (laughs) (laughs) How much you saw? He didn't want to do that so bad. Sorry, it's a New York thing, man. (laughs) It was a long. Well, yeah. I mean, we already had the discussion um, beforehand. Uh, You already told me it was a long, long weekend. So yeah, as we usually started off, how was everybody's weekend, man? Um, I mean. It was alright. Yeah, yeah. Let's start. Let's start with Santana. I mean, it was so yeah. It was t- it was tiring. I did a a two day signing in Indianapolis. So nice. I was uh, signing autographs and shaking hands for like five hours. That sounds amazing. Day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it's cool. I mean, I always get to appreciate to the, you know, the fans and and coming out and and just like it was an insane convention. Like, I mean. I love doing those because I love seeing like the old school heads just get that love and appreciation and and still, you know, be into it. And and, uh, yeah, man, just seeing guys that I grew up watching and them still enjoy that that praise and that appreciation. So it's pretty cool. And always, you know, like my thing is always trying to give back to the fans because, you know, without them, we we ain't here. So, um, you know, whenever there's an opportunity, I always try to make it out and do my thing. So. It's like you told me earlier, you're like, hey, uh, um, what was that? Your wife said that you were tired and shit. And you're like, I got booked. Yo, I, I yeah, got to so go. I got to go. <laughs> I, I woke up late and she looked at me and she was like, you really going to go downtown? Take the train downtown and, and do this podcast? And I was like, I'm booked, yo. Yeah. I said, you got to honor the booking. So that's one thing. <laughs> Plus, I, it's with you I guys. Appreciate and, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, my brother. Definitely. Thank you so much. For it's, a, it's an honor to have you on and... It was it was dope to meet you a couple of weeks ago, and it was just like, yo, I was like, all right. like I was like, all right, you know, when you meet people, everybody's different. But I was like, oh, I'm sure there were better shows you could have done, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a re- I'm a regular dude, man. I'm 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 you know at heart, I always say I'm a poor Puerto Rican kid from New York, and that shit, nice, that never leaves me, you know. So I, I always um try to keep myself grounded and I'm thankful that my family keep, always keeps me grounded. And, you know, as you know, like in entertain, any form of entertainment is so easy to lose your head and, and, and get caught up in a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I chose to stay in New York and chose to, st- you know, stay in the hood and, and just, yeah. you know, represent and definitely going to get into that. Definitely yeah. want to get into that. Down the line. How was your weekend fridge? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's still <laughs> recovering. Nah, I guess yeah, yeah, this yeah. man, every week, he goes like, no, nah, my weekend was boring. All I do was work. So, like, lately, he's just been getting lit throughout the week. Yeah. <laughs> my weekends are fucking boring. Let me just have the best week ever. I I, I jumped the gun because I, I was on, um I'm, I'm on vacation now. I'm also my job and all spring that. Break. So, yeah, they're on spring break. So, I'm off and all that. And then, um, so I've been just getting lit throughout the week, like <laughs> just waiting because I'm. I, I was just waiting, like I, right, I'm just tired. So I've been going to work like till Tuesday, Monday. Yeah. Was tired, like hungover, whatever. But you got to handle it, like, make it happen. So uh, I went to a few spots, um, but I went to a, a halfway. I was having indictment for a little bit. Nice. And then um, we met up with um, some of my coworkers for like brunch. It was it was actually my boss's birthday. Okay. So I got a chance to chill with Dom and we went out and I got a chance to see friends that I haven't seen in a while. And it's just like, you know, you know, when you get hype, all right, you know, when you never seen somebody <laughs> drunk before. Oh, oh, do I have stories to sell? <laughs> you, know, you never seen someone drunk, so it makes you want to get more, more drunk, drunk than them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I'll see you from nine to five. You're not like this. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you're so much funner after five. Like, yo, yo, another one, another Why one. Why are you like this at, at work? <laughs> yeah, like another one, another one. And it's just like, between the tequila, then I went from tequila to whiskey. Mm. You know, it's tripping. never good to mix, but Yikes. I'm one of those that I'm like, you know what? I can handle it. I can, I can handle oh, yeah, it. Of course, I'm, yeah. I'm a bigger guy, but it's never good to mix. And I, and then in that morning, I'm just like, oh man. But um, Saturday, I went to see Andrew Schultz, the comedian. 
Yeah, you went to the Infamous tour. I saw that. That was a good Shout show. Shout out to Andrew Schultz. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, Oscon was there too. It was dope. It was dope. That was a good show. Then I went to meet up with uh, a couple of friends. We had we had dinner. Then I went to Stumble to go see Eden. Mm. And I meet up with two. <laughs> Notice he's wait. Stumble was the name of the spot, or what yeah, you yeah. did to get there? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you nah, do to get out of there. All right, all right. <laughs> nah, this spot is called Stumbling. Oh no, on, yeah. on the Stumble east side. In, on the east okay. side. There was a lot of stumbling going on there. Oh, oh there was. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Not on my part though. Yeah. Nah, nah, Respectfully. You, you Every like, Saturday. I was good. I was great. I was great. <laughs> and I, I broke out of there early though, because by the time I got there, I was just like, yo, I, I really didn't want to. I really was just gonna go home. You could have just gone home. I felt bad because you looked so tired. I was. He was like, he came. First of all, he came with his duffel. Yeah. And that duffel was so fucking heavy. I was like, what is this, your lunch? And that shit was like, like heavy, like unnecessarily. What is in that duffel bag? Um, (laughs) 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 Just just in case. We're going to knock him out. That's a story for another day. I'll I'll save that one for later. But, um, (laughs) but, um, what is in that duffel? All right. That day. I had oh um, that day that day oh sorry I had a, I had I had a couple shirts and then um, I had like mad beers oh in that's the duffel? I had a duffel bag? Yes, I had a duffel bag. that I had sense. mad beers okay. yeah, what a, you what you gotta tell people that right when you give them your bag well stumble is like my my other house so well you, you give know. people your bag though oh oh you gotta be like by the way there's a very heavy object in there oh well, yeah oh so he just because he gave it he to just you gave it to the table just gave it to the side he was trying to give it to me over my table yeah because he was DJ. What is that? Mind you, I'm one-handing it. <laughs> like, right. What was that? Like a 12 pack? Uh, 18. Damn, you nigga. see what I mean? 18 pack. Yo, pajamas and beers, just in you case. Gotta, you gotta be ready. You gotta what be ready. A you brother. never know. Yeah. You know you were at a bar. I know. <laughs> I know. Just making sure you knew that. <laughs> yeah, well, the plan was to stay where I was at, but I went to come see you. That's the thing. Which is appreciated. So. Aww. Yeah. But it was lit. What's up with you, man? How was um, your weekend? My weekend was dope. Um Friday, as, uh, after Thursday's karaoke, I had, it was a long night um, that Thursday. <laughs> and yeah, it, we, we know we know how it goes on Thursdays. Yo, but I was about to come see you too if I didn't die. The, the, like, nah, bro. The, oh. and, and then Friday, I just went MIA. Like, I did not post shit on social media because I, so a, a pipe burst at work. So I ended up getting a random day off. So I was oh, like, okay, hey. awesome. Hey. Um, I went out for like a quick beer, met up with my boy, you know, toked up a bit. And then I had plans to meet up with some of my people afterwards, but then I was like, okay, let me go home, charge my phone. But what's that? You know, you know, it's never really a quick beer, right? No, 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 no. But but what I said, well, in the afternoon, I had one beer. But luckily, my boy hit me up, like, oh, no, let's walk around the weather's night, let's smoke up, whatever, frio. And then I get home to recharge my phone. Nigga, when I got in that bed, forget about it. Nobody heard from me. I I woke up to messages like, yo, this nigga's mad dead, mad quiet tonight. Like, yo, a night in, it's nice sometimes. Oh, yeah. But Saturday was wavy. Um, celebrated my boy's baby shower. He's going to be a father. So shout outs to him. Congrats. Oh, congrats. Um, hey. And then, you know, a couple drinks and everything. And then I took a Uber to to stumble. <laughs> and yeah, what I, you know, I would like to get into detail, but it's not about that anymore. Um, I think it was just funny at the fact, uh, actor bleep this. I was <laughs> for the first time. So my experience was like, I felt like. Wavy. I felt wavy, but the thing is that I, at the baby shower, I was having a good time because it was like all positivity and everything was wavy. Um, but then when I got, got over there, the only people I know is only Hector, Eden, and Fridge. And yeah. everybody else is just a stranger to me. So it's just like, but shout out to Hector, though, because Hector dead ass went up to the bartender and he's like, yo, I don't know what he said to that bartender. Shout out to James. Yeah, and then he's just oh, like... Yo, sanda conmigo, sanda conmigo. And I was like, all right, frío. <laughs> but no, I, overall, good time. A, a great a great weekend yesterday, hanging out with um, Lee Burgos and I blame, uh, hashtags I, I blame society. Hey. I met his father yesterday too. Oh, yeah? And we spoke about those plans that we we, we, we have in store. So, yeah, great weekend overall, man. It was Great fun. weekend overall. It was fun, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wake up a little bit. Oh, my fault. Not a good. Yeah. So, let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, because we don't we don't got too much. We, our, my, our main focus here is this man right here. Yes, 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 our yes. Guest. But we always like to start it off with a little, how was your weekend? Andrew? A little recap. Word, word. Yeah. Um, what you got first? Santana, um, Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx. Um, you more or less grew up the same way that we all grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a little backstory of, you know, you, your family, your upbringing. Yeah. Where, every, where every, you from, bro? Yeah, just, I mean, give us a little, a little, you know, intro. Damn, I mean, you know, as a kid, things were really hectic. As a kid, I'm, I'm the oldest of five kids. My mom was 15 when I was born, so 
as you could imagine, it was a lot of struggle, a lot of... Originally, I'm from uh, the LES, A Street, mm -hmm. Avenue D. Shout to the lower. Ja Jacob Reese Projects all day. I, I, um, love the, I, love, I got know, so much love for the lower. And we, we moved around a lot and stuff, but uh, that's that's mainly like where I grew up and shit. And um, yeah, man, just being the oldest of five kids and single mother. So, I, you know, I had a lot of responsibility at a very early age. Um, and yeah, man, like we... From the LES, when I was a kid, we moved to the Bronx in the 90s and then uh, was there for a bit. And then we moved to Harlem and I was on uh, 142nd Lennox, you know, fucking dipset territory, dipset? you know how it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I went to school there for a bit. Um, and then in the middle, I was there from like third grade to the middle of high school. Then middle high school, we moved to uh, Staten Island. And then I finished off high school in Staten Island. And then that's where I started uh, wrestling school on Staten Island. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like it was just, uh, man, my childhood, like I, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. You know, I mean, I, I've never really gotten too, too into a lot of the things that, that I went through as a kid. But, you know, it was a lot of struggle. And, and you know, I've seen my mom go through a lot of things. And I did anything not to be home. So I spent a lot of time in the street. And, uh, you know, I got into a lot of things and, you know, experienced things and, and went through things that I'm not proud of. But it is what it is. At least I learned from it at an early age. And I was able to make my way out and, and better my life as, as much as I could. And, um, yeah, man, like... When when I met Xavier, like we were teenagers, man. Yeah, like we were talking about Keith, yeah, doing backyard yeah. wrestling, yeah. So I just <laughs> we met, so we met through our mutual friend Eric, and we did backyard wrestling. And I, I started randomly. So I had at the time I had a girlfriend in school, and she was originally from the Heights. So I started going up there to chill with her, and then she ended up taking me to this park where a bunch of her friends hung out, and then introduced me to a bunch of people, and then those people introduced me to other people, and then that's pretty much how we met. But at that time, I was just like, I was running rampant in the street. You know, it was it was a wild time. Um, and I remember our mutual friend that was when, so as a kid, like my mom was involved in a lot of things. You know, my mom was a drug dealer when I was growing up and stuff. So I, I saw and witnessed a lot of things and I was involved in a lot of things. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't sell drugs, but I got involved into a similar lifestyle that, that she had, you know, and, and um, when I first got involved, our boy, like I showed up to the park, you know, colored out, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, he, he, I remember walking into the park and he just looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? What are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, but nah, yeah, like it, it was a uh, tumultuous time and Again, uh, I did anything not to be home, and that's why we did backyard wrestling. Yeah. That's why you know. The thing is, like when you started showing up at the park, I didn't, I didn't really know you at a personal level just just yet. Yeah, it's just like, oh shit, okay, he could work, I could work, boom, let's fucking do this, let's entertain yeah. it. We're you know yeah. we're into wrestling, we're wrestling fans, and yeah, it was just uh, uh, an awesome time. Yeah. In, in that little park, man. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. It was it was a lot of craziness. Uh, Looking back, I'm like, damn, we really did all that. <laughs> that was that was wild, man. When did you um when did you become like a wrestling fan? A wrestling fan? Yeah. Uh, when I you, was, like when did you when, when did you grab like when did you gravitate towards it? So I was four years old. Uh my grandparents got me into wrestling. Oh, so nice. when I was a kid, you know, like I said, my parents were, were young and my dad was into wrestling when he was a kid. So all the VHS tapes that they would record of like the shows and pay-per-views and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are the tapes that I grew up on. So uh, I remember I was four or five years old and I remember watching WrestleMania 7. And uh, the first match I've ever saw in my life was the Hart Foundation versus the Nasty Boys for the tag titles. And I can remember seeing Bret Hart come out in, in the anvil and seeing him wearing pink and seeing how badass he looked. And, and that was it. Seeing Bret Hart, was it changed everything for me. And that, that's when I like, I was like, yep. This is cool. And man, you know, for those who don't know, Bret Hart is your, your favorite Oh, Bret Hart of all is, time, right? is my idol. Bret Hart is the reason why I do this. Bret is uh in in uh during a time where, you know, in, in the early nineties it was wrestling was still very cartoony. 
yeah. and very oh, back then, yeah, colorful yeah, yeah. and all yeah. these things. And and Brett stood out to me because uh, Brett was none of those things. Brett was... You didn't have a gimmick. Yeah, what you saw was who he was. Was he was. And uh, he always, I always, as a kid, remember like all his promos and whenever he, he did like vignettes or whatever... He spoke about his family. He spoke about his values. He spoke about where he came from. He spoke about being proud to be Canadian, being proud to be a part of this wrestling family and all these things. So it was so genuine. And that's what I gravitated to. That's why, like, what I do today is is, is similar to that. Like, I represent myself, my people, and where I come from. And, um, yeah, man, like, there, I was never into, like, all the comic characters like the the ultimate warriors or the hogans and all these people like mm. that wasn't my thing brett the hart goon. yeah the <laughs> goon but uh yeah brett was was the guy for me he was like yo that's 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 wrestling that's dope too because he's he's wearing pink but he can fucking kick your ass in oh the ring. Bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that's what i love the most nobody brett. will make pink look, look badass cooler. yeah more badass unless you cameron yeah i was yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah man like he he i'll never forget that i was i was uh sitting in my grandparents living room and just watching that tape and i watched it over and over and over and um yeah that was that's i got bit by the bug yeah, I miss I miss the VHS tapes because like Bruh. when mom like when I, used to, when I used to record wrestling and all yeah, that, yeah. I used to get the pay per view and then the and then after the pay per view, maybe it's three hours. Yeah, oh yeah, then, yeah. And then you get the raw right after for yeah. two hours. That's why you so, get the twelve hour tapes. Yeah, you know what I mean, you could record like all three the, weeks of shit. Weeks God, damn, then you <laughs> distribute it like yo, I got that. I got. I'll send, yep. send you a picture. I got like mad. I still got mad VHS tapes upstairs, like yeah. in my crib, in my closet Same. and all. Like I was like, I don't care. I know it's DVDs and YouTube and then. All other shit, but I'm never getting rid of those. Bro, I save everything. Like I, I still have a lot of my wrestling figures from when I was a kid. I still I miss have, I wish I still had those. I still have a lot of uh uh VHS tapes, uh, a lot of magazines, a lot like so much like my girl's like, you need to cut it out. And, let's, put it, and, let's put it in a story a storage. Yeah, <laughs> the thing with me is that I moved around so much as a kid. Yeah. And I've lost so much stuff. But that was those were the things that I I made sure that I held close and I always took everywhere I went and uh, I'm thankful that you know I, I have a lot of that stuff, man. And it's dope, dude, because it's like yes, that's his profession, but he's always learning. Yeah. Now, there'll be times we link up, I jump in the car, and boom, there's a podcast on, a, oh, yeah. a, a, like always. a five hour podcast, just you know, always. of wrestling. Um, so yeah, so Mark and I, I mean, no, yeah, we could we could bleed that. You don't want to expose his real name. Um, Santana and I. Um, we we met in the in the well not in the in the backyard in days and I remember where he was more in the Staten Island circuit mm -hmm. more like it was uh, a lot of like traveling us the um the guys from the Heights mm -hmm. going to Staten Island and just having a fucking ball bro and I wanted to more or less uh start the journey in where you started the Indies after the Staten Island days um what what other companies who trained you what other companies you know that you we're running through before you, you know, made it to the point where we should be getting too soon. But yeah, yeah we're like, how did everything start when it came to the indies and getting the bookings and traveling more and, you know. So I, I like I said, I moved to Staten Island, I think 10th grade. Okay. And um, I remember I was in gym class. Yeah, it was like a year after I, I was already there. And I wasn't like, at that time, I wasn't too much into the wrestling i had you know like mm -hmm. i was just you know there's times when you're a kid and you're a teenager and you're just trying to figure things out and and whatever but uh i remember maybe junior year i i was in gym class i was in the locker room and this dude was changing next to me and he was already a senior or whatever he was just trying to make up credits and he's next to me he, he opens a, his gym bag and i noticed like kick pads and knee pads and yeah and I remember like looking at the corner of my eye and I'm looking at him and I'm like, yo, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> like being man nosy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, it was wrestling stuff. So I was like, yo, you know, and I asked him, I was like, yo, you know, you're a wrestler or whatever. And he was like, yeah, like I train at this place in Staten Island, like uh, on the other side of the island or whatever. It's a wrestling school. That, and I stopped him and I was like, wait. There's a wrestling school on Staten Island. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah. And he started telling me more about it. And he was like, yo, if you want one day, 
um, I could take you and I'll introduce you to the, you know, trainer and all this stuff or whatever. I was like, absolutely. Yes. Right? Oh, like, yeah. All right. about <laughs> it. And then, um, yeah, one day he took me and it was on the, literally on the other side of the island, Arthur Kill Road. And it was in a, a little okay. warehouse, um, middle of nowhere. Like it was, it was insane. It, it, I lived on Staten Island, right? And it still took me two hours to get Jesus. over there. Yo, Staten Island is not that big though. Not, <laughs> yo, my God. We, but it's hard to get around on Staten Island because everything is buses and, and shit like that. So, Like that um, one time? Like that one time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so he took me one day. He introduced me to the trainer. His name was uh, Andrew Morgan, a.k.a. Magic. Shout out to, oh, shout out to my Matt. trainer. Shout out to Magic. Um, and yeah, he was a local guy. He did a lot of independence in, in the local area or whatever. He was a big dude. He introduced me to him and, you know, I told him, you know, I was always interested in wrestling and stuff like that. We were talking and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm interested in, in training. Like, I would love to, you know, start training. And he, you know, he asked me how old I was and am I still in school and all these things. And, and um, I was like, yeah. And um, he was like, oh, before anything, before you make that decision, before I train you, before anything, I want you to finish school. I want you to get your diploma. And at the time, I was just like, Bruh, just Bruh. train me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But then looking back, it was like I appreciated that so much that he cared that I finished school and that I, you know. Um, so, yeah, I was like, yo, say no more. And uh, I went. I finished. I got my diploma. I didn't go to graduation. I didn't go to prom. I didn't, like, my family still gives me shit about it. <laughs> and you know how Latinos are. They just yeah, want yeah, the yeah, pictures. Yeah. They want you yeah. to, you know. I was like, I was like, I don't, I'm good. Mira, mira cuando el cogió para el prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to embarrass me. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got my diploma. And the next day, I went to him. I was like, here you go, sir. And the rest is history. And then uh, after that, I trained for like a year, year and a half. And I was working, at the time, I was working overnights at a Checkers. Oh, shit. Wow. And that's how I paid for wrestling school. Wow. So I would train three days a week. And uh, I would train from, I think training started like three, four o'clock. I would train to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, he would drive me to work. And I would work from 11 to 6 in the morning. Wow. And I would do that three days a week. And that's how I was able to pay him for it. And there was times where, like, I felt bad because, like, he didn't even want to take my money, you know. And he was like, no, you're good. I'm like, bro, like, this is your job. This is how, even though he had a, a regular job or whatever, but I was like, I, I, uh, he's still taking time. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, but yeah, and, and, uh, that was it. I started doing that. And, and a year and a half or so, he took me to another spot in Jersey. And I started training there because the, the spot in Staten Island ended up closing down. And uh, we started training there. And then he was like, don't stop your training. Like, learn from... That was one of his biggest things. He was like, learn from everyone. Yeah. Wrestling is always changing. There's always someone that teaches differently. And you, you're you able to learn from everyone. Um, and he, you know, he was like, go here, go there, go there. And that's, I went on the journey and I started just trying to learn as much like as possible. different styles and all that. Exactly. Nice. So, you know, in that early time, I would, you know, go to the Ace Arena, which was another spot in Union City, Jersey. Yeah. I would train at another spot uh, in, where was it? It was like right across the bridge from Staten Island. I can't really remember. Um, I remember going to the Shikara Wrestling Factory once and getting oh. trained by Quackenbush and stuff. Um and yeah, I was just moving around, just trying to get booked as much as I could. But at the time, like, I didn't really know yeah. how to communicate those things to, like, promote it. I was still very green. And so I, I would just show up and be like, you know, always have your bag and, and just like, yeah, yeah you know, whatever. And then uh, I remember leaving Stan. I moved out of my, my place at 18. And then I, like, I was just trying to work. Because yeah. I needed to support myself, right? Yeah. Um, and I started paying rent, I, you know, to contribute, whatever. So I was just focused on working and whatever. I, and wrestling kind of went on the back burner. And then, um, yeah, and it was just random. I got back into it and, and I met up with my partner. I started working. So I, I had come back from, so I left to Puerto Rico. 
right? Okay. I went to yeah. go stay in Puerto Rico for a while. And when I came back, I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. And um, randomly, there was like this random show I ran into Ortiz. And we knew each other from backyard wrestling when when we were uh, kids. Did and you go on tour? I, did, I only met uh, Ortiz once personally yeah. at a House of Glory show. Yeah, yeah. Glory, but yeah. before that, we were wrestling at this spot, 2KW. 2KW. Shout and, out to in that. East Harlem. Yeah. And that's how we met. This was like, we met maybe... To old 2002, 2003, yeah. around there. And, uh, you know, we went our separate ways. He went, got trained, uh, got trained or whatever. So we ran into each other at this random show. And um, we started talking. We linked up. And I was like, yo, I need a job. I just came back from PR. I'm broke. I, you know, whatever. And he was like, he was working at a Borders bookstore. And he was like, yo, my place is hiring, Did you know, for security or whatever. And, yeah, I... I applied i got hired and all we did was talk wrestling every day you know <laughs> and then um that's dope <laughs> and yeah like we would go to different shows and and then we uh we he read jericho's first book and then lion's tale lion's tale and then he was like yo you need to read this book i read it and that's how we bonded we were like yo that's the the blueprint let's let's you know and um uh, yeah, there was a time where uh, opportunity. I started training in the Bronx too. I started really getting back into the wrestling or whatever. There was the spot in the Bronx in Hunts Point that I started training at, and there was an opportunity that I know that, spot you're talking about. Yeah, there was an opportunity that came up that uh, that it was a tag team that that I was training with, um, and they were like, "Yo, you got a partner? Let's try to do a match or whatever." And I was like, "Actually, I do." <laughs> and then, ding, ding, ding. yeah, and then I called Ortiz, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. We had our first tag match in Hunts Point in the Bronx. That's fire. That's gotta be crazy. Like two indie wrestlers doing security, like yo, yeah. talking about we talk about this, talk about that, like, bro. We would get in trouble at work because we'd be on the walkie-talkie, and we'd talking be talking wrestling, talking wrestling, and my, our boss would be like, "Yo, like." What's going on, guys? Yeah. Let's like, let's uh, get it together here. I, I know, like, I don't know. I've only been like my first like indie show. I think I was like. 13, 14. I, it was in my, it was under my building on one thirty fifth. Oh, and nice. um, uh, heretic was uh, was a uh, um, fight. heretic. Heretic. Wow. Yeah. That's my boy. That's my boy. CCW. CCW. Yeah, yeah that's, wow. my, that's my my home, that's my boy. Uh, homegirl's brother. He's an LES yeah. original too. Or yes. From LES. Yes. 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 Lower East Side. So he was telling me about the spot in the Bronx, and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm cool. I haven't I haven't spoken to him like recently, recently, but that's my guy. But I remember seeing him seeing him wrestle. And then, like, he was always, like, always trying to shit. I told him I wanted to wrestle, but it was never, like, serious. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, back in the day. But that was that was always, like, seeing that and seeing how excited he was and seeing other yeah. wrestlers. That's just wild. And I know you said you said you were getting in trouble and all that stuff about yeah, wrestling. <laughs> and then um, the EYFBO, those are the same people that you met through that school in, in the Bronx? or when, when No, 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 no. That's, that was your tag name, right? That was, that was our first tag, tag name. name. Yeah, that was our, me and Ortiz's tag. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about Pazuzu. That's yeah, that was a crew that, that was a we cruise name. later, yeah. later. Yeah. Later on. So what, what came first, to entertain, entertain your fucking balls off? Yeah, that was that was first. And we, we pretty much, we so when we got together, um, the SATs, they opened up a school in Brooklyn. And then him and I started training there. And that's when we really became a tag team. Okay. And then okay. we came up with that name. Um, it was just a knockoff of LMFAO. They were okay. hot at the time. And, okay. And, uh, and yeah. that was a minute ago. <laughs> that was exactly, word, yeah. You, so you're talking yeah. about LMFAO. We're, going, we're talking about Tuzzle. Like yeah, we're going 10 years, bro. Jesus. Yeah. So that's how long we've been tagging. 10 years. And like marriage, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and you guys were more, more or less touring together as yeah, tag yeah. teams in the Indies, tearing it up in the Indies. Where, where's some places y'all went to? Yeah, where, where, are, where are some places? Well, we, in the beginning, we were, we were uh, very local. Like, we did New York shows with Jersey, PA, Rhode Island, um, you know, just like mainly Northeast area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to get our name out as much as we could and get booked as, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started working at this spot in Rhode Island called uh, Beyond Wrestling. And then that's where, like, everything started, like, happening for us. Because oh, beyond, nice. at Beyond, the guy who ran that spot started booking us against, like, notable tag teams and putting us in good matches. And then we started getting more experience. And then, like, other promoters started hearing about the matches we were having there. So then they started booking us. And, and nice. But that that was, like, I say... 2012, 2013 is when things started like 
picking up a bit, yeah. you know, and uh, we started getting recognized more. And um, yeah, it was it was it was a grind, man. And we drove everywhere. It was just hours and hours in a car. That's got to be crazy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, Beating I'd, yourself up in a ring and then getting in a car to do yeah, another show yeah, or do bro. something else. It was, it's like, it was a wild time. And then yeah. we were working, you know, so there was times I was working a nine to five. We're on the road all weekend. And Sunday night or like into the morning Monday, he would drop me off at work and I'd work the rest of the week, you know, Jesus. just go, you know. We, I, I did that for so many years and uh but you know like that's the sacrifice that's the grind you know when you took your first bump were you just like yo what did i just do or you was like i'm this is it oh i took so remember doing backyard i was bumping in a park <laughs> that mat don't on give. A mat. so when i bumped in a ring i was yeah. like this is great <laughs> right? i was like give me this all day yeah. but uh but yeah man like it was it was it was uh I can remember that first like week of training where I was just I was just excited to be in a ring and excited to be doing it, you nice. know, and, and just like did, did other wrestlers give you like a uh, backlash because you did come from like the the backyard scene and then... I didn't really talk about it much okay. like during that time I was just concerned with just training and getting better and doing as much as I could, but um. There was a that lot of notion. yeah at that time. At that there time was, you couldn't really was, mention that. Yeah, you didn't. You know, you didn't he's talk a back, about He's it a yarder. Yeah, I used to, I used to, I used to love watching it. Like I, um, I'm, I grew up in, I grew up in Harlem, so mm -hmm. yeah. we used to, it'd be mad random, like mad random times. Like what's the channel? M M M N N, bro. That's yeah. where I run. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. 2KW like, will end up there. 34, 56, yeah, 67. Yeah, the channel's like it's like that. Like you just like oh, and it's like oh, I remember that part. That's in Harlem, or that's mm -hmm. the one in like you know yeah, what, behind Manhattan Center. Yeah, that's where we used to. Wow, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So you're going through the indies. You're you're going through this rise in, in your more or less in, in your indie career, and then 2017 comes and you sign to TNA. Yeah, oh, that was that was impact. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy because, uh, actually, the, you remember this? The sh the we were we were like again just trying to get booked as much as possible mm -hmm. everywhere we could yeah yeah and um we started working house of glory and we were doing good matches there and stuff and then eventually um there was you know there was this this the show it was like late 2016 i think um they booked us against the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. Yes, yeah, so that was the night that i right? house of glory i go and it was like when i see when i see you there and like, yo, this motherfuckers that I was about to have a match with the Dudleys, the Hardys, yeah. and the and private party yeah, who are also yeah. in AEW now. Yeah. That's when I was just like, nah, my boy made it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, my boy made it. Yeah. Some of you wasn't nervous, though. Oh, bro, I was... That was your first time was facing pretty that? Good at, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I was pretty good at hiding it, right? Okay. Because I'm, I'm a prideful-ass Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. But inside, I was like, yo, I used to play with the action figures, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. these dudes kill themselves. like, <laughs> And uh, I was just excited. What was crazy was that, that the week before that, not even the week, like that week, mm -hmm. I had the most terrible stomach flu Ooh. ever. Like I, it was so bad that I didn't think I was going to be able to do that match. Wow. And wifey was like, you're going to get your ass up and do that match. And you're going to do that match, <laughs> right? Because she understood the significance of it. Yeah, dude, it's the fucking Hardys, bro. Yeah. Oh, and the Dudley. That's us, Yeah, right? Yeah. So she was like, like, she nursed me back to health. And I, <laughs> and I remember telling Ortiz, I was like, I'm sick. My stomach is messed up. We had these green tights, right? They were a shout out to Masawa. We had these green tights, and I was like, please, let's not wear the green tights <laughs> because I'm scared of shitting myself, right? So I was yeah. like, please, let's not wear the... And he's like, we're wearing the green tights because Masawa, everywhere, every time we wore those tights, we're going to go in, right? So I was like, bro, you're just setting me up for failure. You just want uh, me to embarrass myself. That's messed up. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, so yeah, I was sick, and I was just like, just get me through this match, please. Just get me through. How long did y'all go? Huh? I we I'm here looking at the like looking for a picture or something. We went like a long videos. time. We went a long time, and we were winning. You the, remember that picture? Yes, that was before yeah. the match. Like, and we were like winning. <laughs> we were winning the tag titles, so we were winning the match. Ah, okay, okay. So wifey was like, "Get your ass up and get to Queens to do." Anyway, so yeah, we were doing the match, and I remember us, you know, putting things together, and I was just like, "Man, like this is really about to happen." So we do that match. 
And I guess, you know, it started circulating and people start, oh, they wrestled these guys, whatever. And then um, 2017 rolls around. We were still traveling as much as possible and, and doing stuff. And then Ortiz hits me. At the time, I, I, I had quit my nine to five. Mm. Okay. In I quit my nine to five September 9th, 2016. And I was, I told him, I remember telling my partner, I was like, this wrestling shit got to work now. I got a family. I got bills. Like, this is, this is it. I'm this quitting is- my nine to five. I'm going to dedicate my life to this wrestling thing. And, um, you know, for like, so for those six months, we were wrestling three to four times a week. Jesus. Grinding, driving. That was before we started getting flown out to places. So we're just driving everywhere grinding ourselves to the bone man and uh one day i was home uh wife was at work i was at home with my daughter and then in the middle of making her lunch and i get a call from ortiz he was like yo so we had a joint email for bookings oh nice nice so uh he hits me up he's like yo did you see the email and i'm like no man i'm at home with my daughter yeah he's like yo we got an email from jeremy borash and he was at work at the time my partner so he was like, you need to look at that email. You need to call this man back. So I'm like, I'm not calling nobody right now. I'm making lunch. <laughs> like, it's family time. I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, in daddy mode at that time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's like, no, listen, please look at the email. So I look at the email and it was like, oh, you know, Jeremy Borash, da, 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 reach out to me at this number. So I thought it was a joke. I thought it was, wow. I was getting ribbed. I was yeah. like, that's messed up. This dude ain't, ain't. Yeah, he ain't for real. I wasn't, you know. He's a fan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought it was a joke, whatever. But then I'm finishing lunch and Ortiz hits me back. Did you call? And I was like, yo, I'm about to call right now. Relax. <laughs> so I hang up. I ended up calling the number. I pick up and I was like, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, I got an email, you know, it's, it's, and he goes, hey, this is Jeremy Borash from TNA. And I was like, I was still skeptic. Was <laughs> you didn't recognize his voice when he nah, first started talking? Not really, because I wasn't really watching Impact at the time. Okay, you know? okay. So, I was, bro, I was, I was just, it was, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking, and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, we got this opportunity. Uh, are you free this week, this weekend? Mm. And I was like, I guess I am. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am now. I am now. I am right? now. <laughs> So he, um, we talk a little bit, I give him some info and he goes, all right, stay next to your phone in the next 15, 20 minutes, you're going to get a call from a 619 area code number. Okay. So I'm like, okay, okay. well, you know, and, and I hang still up. Skeptical. Yeah. And I hang up and I'm still like, yo, I don't know. who's ribbing me? Here? Yeah. Yeah. And then 619, as you know, is San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never put two and two together. Oh. I never, I would never, you know. So I'm there sitting with my daughter, having lunch or whatever. Sure enough, 20 minutes later, 619 area code pops up. And I pick up. Here we go. And I pick up and, it, <laughs> yo, 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 it's K-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I look at the phone and I'm like, K-Dog. <laughs> and he's like, yo, it's Conan. What's good? And I was oh, like, shit. damn. Because yeah, I heard Conan. This is happening. I heard Conan has like eight different names. Yeah, K Dog, Conan, Chris. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot. Everyone calls it something different. Anyways, but yeah, and then uh It's K Dog. And then we just started talking. And then he he brought up the idea of the the new LAX. He was putting a new LAX oh, together yeah. and he he had uh uh, heard some reference from shout out to my boy Swerve Shane Strickland. Um, he had gotten my number from him, and we were always good friends. And they were doing Lucha Underground together at the time. Yeah. And uh, Shane, he asked Shane, he was like, "Yo, you know any Latino Puerto Rican brothers that you know that are good or whatever?" And Shane was like, "Actually, I do." And hey. he gave him my number, or whatever. Shout out to Swerve. Yo, Shout out to Swerve. Check then, out that uh, episode if you yeah, haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then he found K Dog. Found out we were from New York, so then he ended up hitting up Homicide. And Homicide has been our mentor for years, you know. So then he hit up Homicide. Homicide pretty much gave us the the stamp of approval. 
Nice. And then that's when he reached out and we spoke and we were on the phone for like a good 45 minutes. And he was like, yeah, I want to bring you guys in. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity. We're doing the new LAX thing. And, and you know, I'm not promising anything but an opportunity. Okay. And, um, and then I'll never forget. Uh, one of the things that stuck with me was that at the end of the conversation, he goes, yo, before we hang up, all I ask from you is to always keep it real. Mm. And uh, and I was like, bro, we two Puerto Ricans from New York. Yeah, You're, that's the last thing you need to worry about. We're gonna always keep it real, and that's that's what's uh, uh, flourished our relationship that we've always been able to keep it real with each other. Nice. But uh, yeah, and then I remember hanging up the phone, and I looked at my daughter, and I hugged her, and I cried. That's not beautiful, man. Uh, as I uh, hugged her as because I was like. This could change everything. This It's an opportunity to get on TV, to be on a bigger platform than what we were doing. And I, I understood the significance of it. And I remember just bawling my eyes out. And my daughter at the time was still, what, like two, three years old. And she's like, Papi, why the hell are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just remember, just I'll never forget just having that moment, just me and her in, in my living room and just like, I'm and at that moment before we even got down there, I was like, I'm going to make the absolute best and most of this opportunity. Okay. They will not forget us. They will not. They will not turn a blind eye. When that happens, you have you have a conversation with Ortiz like, yo, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's this, go time. It, this is it. This is it. Like, yeah. It's go time. We were we're LEX was a huge thing for yeah. TNA. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And we were like, we're gonna make sure that we we make it better. We're not gonna be replacing these guys yeah. we're gonna over our dead body we're gonna make it our own and that's fire too because like i go back to like i remember 05 watching tna 04 and i was a big you know i was big on lax as well mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. because they had those feuds with christopher daniels oh, AJ Styles, those hell crazy yeah. banger of matches hell yeah and it, like I, i'm getting goosebumps right now because it's like damn I, I used to be a fan of this but here's my boy doing it and being part of it like that's it yeah. that's his shit now and Talking about you know the phone call and when you hung up, fast forward to when the you know when you guys left, you guys ended up becoming one of the biggest tag teams. Like you, you and Ortiz elevated the tag team division. We to, elevated that company, not to. I'm yeah, no, 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 you're no, you're right. Back. You're you're 100 percent like, right, yo, because you guys were fucking over. Yeah, you guys were over. Like and every weekend, week out, any match that you put in, any program that you guys were put on. Yep. You guys fucking elevated the whole thing. You guys were the talk of of the company yeah, yeah. when you guys were in the span that you guys were there. Yeah. And you, well, I think you you guys won the belts four times. If I'm four not, times, four times, the longest reigning tag team champion combined. Like, yeah, like it's, it's insane. Company system. In the company That's system. Fun. That's insane. And then me, with bro. that, like when we got that opportunity, of course, you know, more people, we got more eyes on us. Oh, so that's yeah. when we started going to England. We started going to Germany. We started nice. going to Mexico. We started, bro, like 2017, 2018, bro. Mm -hmm was insane mm -hmm. like i've never traveled that much i've saw places that i thought as a kid i only see on tv you know yeah. and um yeah man like we we just traveled as much as possible because again going back to jericho's book that was part of the journey like yeah. you had to travel you had and that's what we always said we want to become journeymen we want to be able to say like we could hang in any country we could go and you know uh um wrestle their style and and be great at it you know and uh we learned so much from so many guys and had so many amazing matches nice. but um yeah getting to see the world at that time was awesome that's a beautiful thing do you have any um crazy stories with conan with conan <laughs> uh yeah so we we went to mexico to tijuana we went to do some shows over there but then we were filming like uh vignettes at the same time for impact tv nice so we ended up going to a bunch of like strip clubs and all this it was insane so i don't want to say crazy it was more of like eye-opening to we were riding around tijuana with and you know tijuana is where conan pretty much made his name and, and became a superstar yeah. and um just riding around in the car with him and we're sitting in the back he's in the front seat windows are down and this guy was like God. Like there was points we're driving through the street and we weren't able to drive because people are running to the car. And like, it was just, ins I've never seen anything like that. 
Nice. And I'm just sitting in the back. We're sitting in the back and we're like, yo, this dude is is like the Pope over here. You know? <laughs> Everyone wants to touch him or take a picture. And, yeah. and, and Conan is a humble dude. So he's stopping. He's taking pictures. You know what I mean? So, um, but that was a wild time, man. That was like, it was awesome seeing that and and just like, one of the things that I always love and remember is every every time we were standing behind the curtain ready to go out and, uh, you know, our theme song had gunshots in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every time those gunshots went off, just seeing Conan go, let's fucking go and just see him get hype would get us hype. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point in his in his life and his career, you know, he's an older guy oh, cool. and he, and to still see him have that love, passion that and that energy, bro, like... He, we would always tell him stand in front of us because we want to see it. Don't ever stand behind us because that's the shit that's gonna give us that that adrenaline boost, yeah. you know. So now, yeah, he man. was the leader too. So yeah. it's like yo, he's guiding the next generation exactly. of exactly. LAX. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, then having him in Homicide too. Homicide was there with us. Yeah, and, shout out and, to Homicide. Yeah, and we were we were, we did some great things, man. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we you know it was. It was a great time, great time in my life, great time in my career. I learned so much from Conan. I still learn, like, we still keep in touch. I text him this weekend. Like, we're constantly, he's constantly, you know, offering advice. And, nice. and like, yeah, he's like a a, a wrestling dad, you know what yeah, I mean? And, cool. and yeah, nah, like, he always praises y'all. Oh, oh, yeah, always. And, um, yeah, man, it was just a great time. That was a great time. So, so your contract expires in TNA. Um, AEW is just starting up. Mm-hmm. What was the decision making between you with well with you and Ortiz? What were the conversations like between you two about what's next? Was there any was there any like uh, you know was there any NXT interest? Or yeah, yeah, like they 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 were going after us hard. Like that was a, a special time because we got multiple offers from a bunch of different places. Nice. So it was like it, it made us feel good because we were yeah. like, damn, we did something. You know that everyone is is after us and we have so many options and offers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole thing with with. WWE is like we knew that if we went to WWE, um, we we're gonna be on the road constantly, right? Yeah. Like it, that schedule is not a game. Like that's not for, like you don't half-ass going to WWE. Yeah. You're yeah. in and you're all the way in, you know. And we knew that. And then uh, AEW was starting up, and they were offering a much lighter schedule, and uh, you know also we looked at it as the opportunity to be a part of something new, something fresh and be a part of like that ground foundation of building this company. Like we, yeah, nice. we, and, and, but with all that, our Ortiz had just had a kid too at that time. And my daughter was still very young. She was maybe like three, four years old. And, um, our biggest, biggest thing was that we wanted to be dads. We wanted to raise our families. We wanted to be home to see our kids grow. Yeah. And we knew that if we went to WWE and got into that schedule at that time, we were never going to be home. Well, it's still like that. It's still crazy. Yeah, it's, it's still, still crazy. It's still yeah. crazy. You're on the road five days a week. Yeah. Like, it's it's nonstop. It's insane, yeah. yeah. And, um, but that was, like, the main thing is that our family is everything. For me, family is everything. Like, I honestly, like, I've even told my, I'll give this up tomorrow. If my daughter looks at me and be like, "Papi, I'm it's it's a it's a wrap," <laughs> like that's it, you know. Yeah. And um, but that was the main thing. Like I I wanted to be there for her and and watch her grow. And um, I didn't I didn't want to get to a time where it was like my daughter's already older, and she looks back and she's like, "Damn, my dad wasn't around," because he was busy. Yeah, I was supporting. Yeah, I was you know making sure that that she lived a good life, but. Presence is everything. Yeah, presence of course, is yeah. You cannot, you, you can't make that up, mm -hmm. you know. And I I refused for my daughter to grow up not knowing who I was or not uh, seeing me often or not. Like, I, I wanted to be a dad, you know. And, and, and yeah, that was the ultimate, like, decision uh, maker. And then, you know, with AEW, we wanted to be a part of history. Like, we, they told us, like, we're gonna be in the first ever main event of the yeah. first ever Dynamite. Yeah, that was teaming with Chris Jericho. That's exactly. Where everything yeah. everything just went full circle because Jericho's first book is what me and Ortiz bonded over. Mm -hmm. So we were like, "Yo, everything just came full circle." So we're gonna go here. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna just see how it goes, and and hopefully, you know, everything goes well. You know, and um, you know, everything's went well. We did some amazing stuff. We're still doing some cool stuff. 
And uh, but yeah, man, I remember that? when we made the decision, yeah. we were in a park, a Walgreens parking lot in Puerto Rico, because we had a show there. <laughs> and we're literally about to call back Triple H and and Regal in the yeah. car, and we got oh, the call, speaker. okay. And um, so before everything, I already came up with a whole speech in my head, <laughs> what I was gonna say, how I was gonna, you know. And then, totally didn't, didn't pan out that way. So yeah, so <laughs> we call. I call Regal back, and I'm getting ready, and he goes, wait, 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 wait. Before you say anything, have you signed any contract? No, we haven't signed a contract. Hmm. Give me a sec. I'm gonna call you right back. He calls us back like five minutes later, and it's him and Triple H on the phone. And and <laughs> and they were like, you know what? What do you want? Like, like if you want to stay in New York, you guys can stay in New York. Like you don't have to move down to Florida. You know, like that would have been NXT, though, right? So they were like, "You'll do a couple of months of NXT, and then bring you up to the main roster." Oh, nice! And it was just like they were making it very difficult mm. for us. They really wanted to. They, yeah. really, they really wanted you guys, and, there, yeah. and it felt good. And that, that's that's a great feeling. It was awesome, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, it was like, "Bro, you're making it so hard." Like you know, <laughs> but anyways, so um, we didn't sign a contract yet, but we had already given our word to Cody. And Cody is, he's, he's the one who gave us our job. Nice. Okay. And nice, uh, nice. I, we had already given Cody our word, and you know, as your word is everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. Uh, yeah, we could have been like, oh, whatever, we'll go here, go to WWE, whatever, you know. But our word was everything, and and um, yeah. What's that like now? You know, you working with Jericho now, like. It, it, well, not just working with Jericho, but working with so much, so much talent that you grew up with. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure you go down your your phone, your contact list, and boom, oh, like, yeah. oh, I could just call could this just person him. now. Yeah, I could yeah, just text yeah, him. Yeah. I could do this. Like, how how is that feeling now, as opposed to you know growing up? Because of course, growing up, you only see them on TV. You mm -hmm. can barely, you know. But now, actually knowing them as human beings, like, I'm pretty sure that's mad beautiful, and mad dope. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, I I. Uh... Ultimately, it just makes me feel like I did it. Nice. You know, like I did it. I made it. Like yeah. I, uh, and and it's funny because when we were grinding on the indies, like I didn't expect any of this shit to happen. I was just like, I want to make enough money to support my family. Mm -hmm. I don't care where we're at. I don't care yeah. what company we do it in. I just want to be able to live and, and sustain ourselves. And, um, but, uh, yeah, getting to work with all these people and see all these people and and become friends with them and get to know them is like, it just, it just it's a good feeling because it makes me feel like yo like you're in the right place, you're uh, at the right level, you're uh, you know and and just getting respect from all these guys and and stuff like that, uh, it's it's a great feeling. I, you know, being able to sit and talk with guys like Dustin. Guys like Jerry Lynn, guys like Jericho, guys, Dean Malenko is, is my heart. Yeah. That yeah. dude, like I've, I've sat with that dude for hours and just like get advice and he's so giving and so willing to, to help. And, and like Jerry Lynn also, Jerry Lynn has gotten me through some dark times. Um, you know, when my dad passing and all these things like, uh, is a good feeling. It's a good feeling being able to call these a lot of these people that I grew up watching friends and nice. and and work with them and um yeah man is like all the 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 hard times and all the uh struggles and sacrifices paid off you know and um yeah it feel, it feels cool um so we're we're closing down on time for a bit so just quick rundown just um to talk to us about I'm repping it right now. Born, Born nasty. nasty. Born nasty. So it was this yeah. this uh this concept I came up with. Uh, I like I'm I I have a very uh entrepreneurial like attitude and 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 the way I look at business. Um I, I'm very I like I like to call myself creative and, and things like that. And and like I just wanted something different and, and the whole Born Nasty name came from like nasty is a very uh it's a has a broad meaning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. as a New Yorker, as as a, a a dude that that grew up listening to hip hop and and all these things, nasty is like that's the highest level of greatness. That's like you like the illest, you yeah. Know, yeah. nasty. You know what I mean? So, I I the whole name came from me believe truly believing that 
we're all born with something. We're all born with a talent. We're all born with a passion. We're all born with something. It just, we all just have to find it. Nice. You know what I mean? And that's why I was like born nasty. Um, and yeah, like uh, me, uh, my uncle and a few other guys, uh, shout out to Blossom89, uh, shout out to my boy fucking uh, Artie Caves. Um, you know, we, we came up with a bunch of ideas and like, yeah, let's do a clothing brand and, and you know, just do cool stuff. I haven't dropped a, anything in a while because uh, it's been kind of hard with uh, like the whole war thing going on and manufacturers are like, it's just been crazy. Yeah, 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 Plus I've been dealing with my own personal things, but yeah. uh but yeah, it's 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 uh something that I'm I'm gonna continue um trying to build and and you know it's something I'm passionate about. So yeah. Well you let me know whenever I got I you. need that. I need that on day. I'll pay for the extra fabric. You let me know. <laughs> I <man>. got you. <laughs> I wanna um how how is it I mean obviously you're a New Yorker and all that and I'm not gonna say where you live, but I mean, we don't know where you mm-hmm. live and all that. But um how are you still in New York? Like how you not made that move to Florida yet, bro? Like, you know, or or you know, like uh I, I get it. I never want I told myself I never want to leave New York, but I'll yeah. be like in, in December, I'll be like, it's kinda cold, bro. <laughs> yeah, so for oh, me personally, man. I need the seasons. Mm. I need the change. Okay. I need the the every three, four months, I need to I need my environment to be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and I'm not like even though I love I think Puerto Rico would be the only place that I would actually move to. But okay. I, I can't like Florida is way too humid. And there's too many wrestlers in Florida. I don't like a lot of wrestlers. Uh, I'll just who, keep it a buck. Who, who don't you yeah. like? No, no, no. I'm just No, nah, I'm going to keep it a buck, yo. Respect the way you like, are. Yo, I don't like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I like I like being in my own bubble. I'm very, like, especially after my pops passed away, I've, I've drawn back a lot. Like, yeah. I've, I've just been, I spent time with number family. I spent time with you guys here and yeah. there, you know. And, and um, but yeah, ever since my, my pops passed, like, it just, I always say the person that I was before he died died with him, and I'm now figuring out this new person and and just like I've realized that like, you know, before I, I was very social and I just wanted to to be uh, uh, accepted in in different circles, and now I'm just like, fuck out of here, that. B. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't like, forget and, where you came from. That's yeah, but cool. I never I never forget where I come from. Yeah. I, I'm and I want to show people from where we're from that. Like it's possible, it's possible. Like I, I came up with the same struggles. I came up with the same, you know, uh, like I shouldn't be here. I should not be here. Like I'm, you know, I spoke about this on on the AEW podcast. Like there was a certain moment in time where it was like I could have either been dead or in jail, and I'm thankful that I learned from it and I chose to better my life because there's so many guys out there that have no hope they have no uh nobody to to be like yo like you could do better for yourself you could do this you know and for me i wanted to be that person for a lot of people and um that's why like it feels good being in new york and and like also i i take care of my grandparents and i need to be close to them and and family is everything like i said so keeping us all together and 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 yeah and then when my pops passed i was in florida and just that uh that experience of having to travel from there from work to come here and handle all that and, and just like that experience I'd never want to experience again. And um but uh yeah man like New York City yo all day. <laughs> got you. When you do um we about to wrap I got like two more questions yeah. I got this big ass question. Uh what's your favorite way to fly these days? Favorite, favorite way airline, to fly. yeah favorite airline. Yeah. Oh Delta first class all day. Okay. I ain't playing. <laughs> that was quick. I ain't playing. That was quick. Yo, real quick, bro. So if you want to get booked, that was a, that was a. Yo, B, my knees and my back are shot. Um, uh, so I'm no JetBlue at all? No JetBlue? JetBlue? Yeah, I, I, I like JetBlue. Bro, I even fly to PR on Delta, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I just, we ain't doing it. We ain't yo, doing it. I'm just, you know. <laughs> all right, Delta first class. You got it. Uh, hardest ring you ever took a bump on? We asked. Um, hardest ring. Yeah, we asked yeah. Swerve for this. Yeah, yeah. Swerve this. Let's He's, see if he has the same answer. Yeah. Hardest ring, damn. Like or like, what's the worst ring to take bumps on? Uh, hardest ring, damn. We did a show, a random show in like Virginia, oh, okay. something, and that ring was just like Stiff. I was like, bruh. <laughs> 
just take away the ring. Oh, matando en el piso. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I was like, yo, I, let's wrestle on the floor because, like, what's the point? Yeah. And uh, the CCW ring was pretty stiff. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Like, because Swerve said that Mexico brings Oh, bruh. Yeah, because yep. they don't fucking budge. They just. Yep. <laughs> in Mexico, why do you think everyone, like, in Lucha Libre is all rolls? <laughs> nobody, ain't nobody bumping. <laughs> and then all smart asses go to Mexico for the first time, and I want to do this crazy dive or this crazy thing into the ring. And I was like, why did I even do this? I do. <laughs> but yeah, Mexico is has the hardest rings ever. I forgot what podcast I heard. I heard you say this on, but um, I know you could. I know you can do it. But are we ever going to see you do a superstar press? Listen, <laughs> I had to ask that. I had to ask you know, it's funny. It's funny because my partner, like a few months ago, he was like, yo, I think it was the match we had with FTR. He was like, so you busting out the 450? And I look at him and I was like, this nigga hasn't done a 450 since fucking. Bro, I was like, do you care about me? <laughs> I was like, do you, do you care for my well-being or my yeah. life? You know? And he's always, because, you know, I'm. Not to brag, but like I'm able to do a lot of, you know, high flying shit. I just longevity now. I want to do this as long as I could. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, but yeah, if I don't need to do it, I'm not going to do it. There you go. <laughs> so we're not seeing it no time soon. I mean, uh, who, knows? <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? If the if the if the moment calls for it, then you might see it. If not, then you're not. <laughs> if you do, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's why I haven't. Like I remember we were. You know, before the shows, they have the ring set up and all the boys are, you know, messing around in the ring. And I was just bust. I I pulled off a 450. They had the crash pad, right? Mm -hmm. And I did a 450 in Tim's. And everybody's like, why don't you do bust any out. of this? And I'm like, because I don't need to. When I need to. I'll pull it off. Pull it'll it off. happen. And right. when it happens, everybody will lose their shit. Lose there you shit. go. There you go. Well, last question we asked. Um, thank, first of all, I want to thank you. Thank coming you. off. I appreciate you so much. Thank Before you. you ask him. Uh-oh. So, not I am not <laughs> any more proud than having the very own, the very first action figure of Santana. That's so that's why I was asking for Penn. I chill with this man every week. That's probably not going to work on it. Not going to work? We could it do it on the side black, or something. A black yeah. or a, a red might work. Oh, man. Red might work. works. Where'd it go? Oh. That's pretty cool. That's why I was never meant to be a baseball player. And there you go. Thank, thank you, Eddie. Definitely work. And I know your hands are probably crippled from this weekend, but <laughs> just one more signing, please. That's all. I highly appreciate it. That's on, crazy. On the Your Podcast. <laughs> on the Your Podcast. I've had, I had it since, I pre-ordered it, and then it's just like, I see this man every week, I chill with him every week, and it's just like, nah, we're gonna, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right. You know, I'm the first wrestling figure in wrestling history to come with a Puerto Rican flag. That ass? Really? That ass. Let's go. Oh, that's representing, representing. That's, ne that's never happened. And, and they, my sorry to go long. I know we got to. Yeah. But my my grandmother was in PR last year and she went to Walmart. Nice. They had a bunch of my figures in Walmart in Puerto Rico. And I just remember thinking like, yo, kids in Puerto Rico get to go to a Walmart and get a figure of someone that looks like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's moments like that that I always try to think about and be like, "Yo, this is cool." Like I, I do some cool shit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's. When you, yeah, when you was, see that, you be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope. It's pretty." Yeah, dope. like yo, I appreciate it so much, man. Oh yeah. So, as he signs this, we ask the last question yep. that we ask everybody, every guest has been on this podcast. Have you one? Have you ever had a chopped cheese before? And have two, I ever? Have you ever had a chopped cheese before? First and, of all, I'm gonna let you finish the question. Okay. And two, what's the what's where where'd you get the best one and where'd you get on it? First of all, I feel mad disrespected that you're asking me, the illest New Yorker ever. Have I ever oh, had a chopped chop. cheese? <laughs> right. Right. Yes, I've right. had a chopped cheese. Okay. At one point, I was eating a chopped cheese. I'm not proud of it, but like every other day. <laughs> so the best one that I've had has to be, I'd say, maybe the original 110th Street 
Hodges. It, no, Hodges. Is, Hodges? is it Hodges? Yeah, one, one tenth of first. Yeah, one tenth of first, bro. Like, that has to be the best one. And then also, I used to live next to a bodega in the Bronx on, like, by uh, Cretona Park. Mm-hmm. That. This poppy hooked it up, bro. Like, he, yeah. it was awesome. But, bro, like, you know, salt, pepper, ketchup, some lettuce. The basics. Yeah, the basics, man. Maybe a little bit of mayo. Maybe a little bit of mayo. And uh, the bread has to be crispy. Toasted. Has to be toasted. Has to. And no roll shit. Always on a hero. Always on a hero. Always on a hero. Somebody, thank you. Chop cheese has to always be on a hero. Has to. I don't know how people always get on the road. That's disgusting. Not only that, how does that fill you up? Exactly. (laughs) I I wasn't going to say that. You know, I was going to say that part. But yeah. Yeah, bro. Appreciate you for that. (laughs) So where where can people find you? Um, Where can people find your clothing line for the next for the next drop? So for the next drop, uh, we're we're at uh, at Born Nasty NYC on Instagram. Also, uh, bornnasty.com. Uh, you can find me at, at Santana underscore proud on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I don't mess with Facebook like that anymore. It's mad outdated. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can find me. Or yeah, random, or randomly, yeah. uh, you know, walking the streets of the Bronx or the LES. <laughs> you know, you could always... Uh, with, Stop me and I will. With freaky fridge. <laughs> yeah, freaky. Yeah, yeah. Freaky. The Yo, only two fridges out. in New York. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. uh yeah, like it and that's another cool thing, man, that like walking around in the hood and getting recognized and, and people just showing love and appreciation and mm-hmm. just like I love that, man. Like for the people, always. Like that's that's, that's my thing, man. Like I'm 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 proud that like Especially in the LES, my grandparents, uh, my grandmother came to Lower East Side in 1968. She has not left. She's still there. Yeah, and uh, nice. she's seen every, uh, you know, iteration of that neighborhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm from the LES. I'm proud to say that I, I represent the Bronx. Uh, and um, yeah. Let's go to Hair the Dog. <laughs> I read the Hair the Dog. Hair the Dog. Orchard yeah. Street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. out over there. <laughs> but yo, also before anything, shout out, rest in peace to DJ K Slay. Okay, AKA yes. Desi Des. Um, man, like, dude is a true pioneer, NYC hip hop, uh, graffiti. Like, I, I I woke up to that news and I was like, damn, man, this is terrible. But uh, yo, shout out to him and all his family and, and you know. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, man. So for the one time, this has been time. episode one twenty. Yes, sir. For, for the, the one, one time, for the one time, can I get a year real quick? Yeah. Nice. That was good. <laughs> Yo, would you, would you suplex me? <laughs> <laughs> On this table? On this right here? <laughs>